What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Life of Louis podcast. As always, I'm your host, Louis Ramos. Please follow me on IG, Louis underscore freaking underscore Ramos. And on Twitter, at the Louis podcast. I am thinking about changing my IG handle because it's too long. (laughs) Bear with me on that, guys. I hope you guys had a great week. I've been trying to record this episode all day. It's confusing. Stick with me. But before we get into the episode, I hope you guys had a great week. Staying healthy, staying sane. We have a new president in Joe Biden. We have a new vice president in Kamala Harris. Congratulations to her. Historic vice president. A, the first woman vice president. A woman of color, of African and East Indian descent. Little girls could look up to this. You know, there's, there's no longer that goal of, oh, well, they're not going to let me. No, you, not only they are going to let you, it's there now. That, that hurdle has been jumped. So if she could do it, you, anybody could do it. You know, not saying that it's, her thing wasn't an accomplishment, but all little girls have this hurdle to look over to. They could jump over if they choose to. Anybody. You know, Barack, Barack Obama broke that barrier when he became the first president of African descent. So not Anybody. And I'm not saying anybody can become president like to discredit them, but all these little kids and young men and women have something to look forward to as to say they ain't going to let me in the club no more. No, you're in the club. And if they don't want to let you in, you can kick down the doors. As the Six Degrees of, of, six degrees of Ed podcast said, Ebony Nadine, at this point, Kamala Harris proved black women don't need a seat at the table. They are the table. That's her quote. I know she kept that in the chamber for a long time, but it's a great quote. But that's what's been going on. I hope you guys have been enjoying the, the NFL. I haven't been watching it. My Jets are terrible, so I didn't bother watching it. But we, got, we know who the Super Bowl matchup is going to be. Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus Kansas City Chiefs. Old man Brady versus young man Pat Mahomes. It's ironic because I used to watch Pat Mahomes' father pitch on the Mets. Back in the day. That's going to show you my age. But hopefully you guys enjoy it. You know, enjoy it. Um, One of the main topics I want to cover today. I'm going to be butchering names. But one of the main topics I want to cover today is the UFC match. Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poitier. Poitier, Poitier, whatever. I do not know how to pronounce that man's name properly. Forgive me. Now, to get a full recap of this fight and pre- Fight analyzation, please, guys, check out a YouTube channel called the First, called First Degree Sports. Its host, Wesley, does a great job of, of breaking down the fights. He covers the NFL. He covers boxing. He covers the NBA. He covers all major sports. He's a huge UFC fan. I'm a casual. I'm a boxing fan. He's a huge UFC fan, and he breaks down the fights excellently. I was also told by, by a friend, Wilson, that he believed Conor McGregor was going to lose this fight. I blew it off. <laughs> I was like, nah, he ain't going to lose this fight. He already, he already fought Dustin. He beat him already. And I had to eat my words. Started off as, you know, a regular UFC fight. They were grappling in the first round. Second round comes. And... 
I see Conor McGregor get kicked in the leg and his leg bent funny. I said, oh, shit, this might actually be a fight. I was still being nonchalant about it. And then Dustin hit Conor with some combinations, dropped Conor, put him to sleep, became a meme along with the Bernie Sanders meme. And it makes you wonder, does Conor McGregor still have it in him? Of course he has the talent, but does he still have that fire in him? He made a lot of money. He became one of those rarities that he's actually bigger than the sport itself in a lot of ways. He could go do anything. People know who Conor McGregor is. And it has to make you wonder, is, it still, is he still hungry to actually fight? Fight on a world-class level with guys who train every day. He said it. Inactivity killed him. I'm not a huge Conor McGregor fan. I respect what he does. Because I can't do it. I can't cut weight and go in there and fight five-minute rounds or three-minute rounds. I can't do 30 seconds. The wind blew, one of these guys throw punches, the wind will knock me out. Even if they miss the punch. But I respect him, but... Guys like Conor McGregor, to me, do show a discrepancy in sports when it comes to race. Because he's cocky, he's brash, he's outspoken. And people like him. The majority of people like him for it. He's, he's all, he's a badass. But Floyd Mayweather was brash, outspoken, and cocky as well. And people didn't like that. Help him make a lot of money, but people didn't like it. So it makes me wonder why people like Conor but didn't like Floyd. My issue, my guess, is race. An outspoken black athlete is viewed as, as um, being a trash talker. When an outspoken white athlete, or who is deemed as a white athlete, is seen as a badass. It's, it's, it's weird to me. But I don't want to make it about that. I think they're both phenomenal athletes. I'm a Floyd Mayweather fan. I watched the guy since 96. I respect what Conor McGregor does. Him and Khabib have been going back and forth. Khabib made him tap out in that big fight when Khabib jumped into the audience and started fighting the training camp and all that stuff. It'll be interesting to see what's going to happen from here. Does him and Dustin do a part three to break out the the tie? It's 1-1 right now. But again, to get a better recap of this fight, please check out First Degree Sports on YouTube. And this leads me into now boxing. Boxing is the sport I love. And uh, this is my third time recording this episode, guys. It is a confusing episode. It's going to be a confusing episode. There's no other way I could put it. But let's jump into it. You guys are UFC fans. You know each weight class has one world champion. With the exception of the interim champion that pops up when a champion, for some reason, can't defend his title right away. They have an interim champion. Fine. There's still really just one world champion. He's just there holding the place until the world champion comes back. They fight. Boom, done. The world champion is determined. Boxing has a totally different thing. Remember, boxing doesn't have a sanctioning body organization where one person is controlling everything. Like in the UFC, UFC, you have Dana White. 
If you're not a fan of the UFC, you could go to Bellator. They have their own world champions. That's understandable. You could go to, um, what's the other one? 1FC, I think it's called. They have their own world champions. Boxing, on the other hand, has way too many fighters, which is, which is great. But you have fighters in every country. Now, let me not say they have way too many fighters. That's, that's, they have a lot of fighters, not way too many. They have way too many promoters. They have a lot of networks and not enough championship matches to offer. So in boxing, there's four major world titles. There's also minor world titles. If you guys were fans of Roy Jones in the early 90s, in the late 90s and early 2000s, and in the light heavyweight division, Roy Jones had almost all these belts, even the minor world titles. He was just that good. He, with the except, he didn't have the WBO light heavyweight title, but he had titles like the WBU, the NBA, the IBA, the IBO, which is coming up in ranks now, but he had those type of belts. And those are not considered world champions. They got the label on them, but they don't get the recognition. We have four major world titles in boxing. The WBA, WBC, IBF, WBO. You win these titles, you're considered a world champion. Or you have a piece of the world title until it gets unified. And this has always seemed to have been a thing in boxing. The segregation era had the quote-unquote world champion and had the colored champion. Jack Johnson unifies these belts. He loses, you know, he loses his belt. The colored world champion has to come back or was around because Jack Johnson refused to fight other fighters of African descent or black fighters, let's say. Joe Lewis comes, puts that to rest. Then somewhere in between Joe Lewis's time or those Rocky Marciano days and stuff like that, there's a title called the NBA title, which essentially turns into the WBA title. Because certain states weren't recognizing certain fighters as champions or they wanted to have their own champion because the main, the real world champion wasn't active enough in their area. I don't know. But I know they were around. They essentially become the WBA. And you start really seeing the two world titles come into play during the Ali Frazier era. Because Ali was stripped of his title due to politics. Came back, fought Joe Frazier. Joe Frazier's the, the unified world champion. There's a whole mess that starts developing after that. Guy's getting stripped. Leon Spinks getting stripped because he didn't want to fight this person. It's just a long line of bullshit. Best way to put it. In the 80s, the IBF comes into play. In the late 90s, early 2000s, the WBO comes into play. So now you have four major world champions. It's good. Again, a lot of fighters, not enough titles to go around. Guys could easily say, I'm not fighting him. I don't feel like fighting him. So it gives guys opportunities to win world belts. If you're not confused yet, it's going to get more confusing. <laughs> so stick with me. IBF, WBO, fine. You win their title, you unify their belts. That's it. You're their world champion. 
in each weight class. It's about 17 weight classes in boxing. Give or take. I might be missing one or I might be adding an extra one. There's about 17. Ranging from weights from 100 all the way to 200 plus. Okay, and remember there's four major organizations that have world champions in boxing. Again, there's minor. We're not counting the minor. There's four major. The IBF, WBO is fine. You win their titles, you're their only world champion. Somewhere in the late 90s, early 2000s, the WBA started this rule. And in this WBA rule, (laughs) they decide to say, okay, hey, you unify the WBA title with another belt, you'll become the super champion. And what that means, you're the real world champion, but we still want a single world champion. So we're going to create the WBA regular champion. You see this right now at 147. (laughs) Okay? Manny Pacquiao is the super champion in the WBA. He's not even a unified champion. He's just a super champion. They just labeled him that. Ugas is the WBA regular champion at 147. They have two world champions. Heavyweight. Um, Anthony Joshua was the WBA super champion. I don't know who their regular champion is. Lightweight. Tefimo Lopez is the super champion. I don't know who their regular champion is, but they have multiple world champions in one division. They have two world champions in one division. A super champion and a regular champion. Confusing. But guess what? If Tyson Fury beats Anthony Joshua... Tyson Fury is the WBA super champion, right? That's how it goes. You, you beat the champion, you get their title. The WBC changed all that. They have some ridiculous label called franchise champion, which they have a regular WBC champion. It doesn't matter if you unify or you don't. If they feel that you are deemed enough to represent them and wear this franchise tag proud, Canelo Lopez is one of them. They're going to label you as a champion. We've seen it. I'm going to give you the most confusing scenario in boxing right now. Belisi Lomachenko. He was the WBA, WBO, WBC lightweight champion. Tefimo Lopez was the IBF champion. They fight to unify all these belts. Right? The WBC decides to name Melissa Lomachenko, the franchise champion. So he's going into the fight with Tefimo Lopez as the franchise champion. But since they gave him this special label, they now have a WBC regular champion in Devin Haney. Confusing, I know. Gets worse. (laughs) Remember, guys, I recorded this three times to try to explain it to you. So bear with me here. Tefimo Lopez beats Velisi Lomachenko and wins the WBA, WBO title, but did not win the WBC title. He will now have to fight Devin Haney in order to unify all four belts when he should have unified it off the back of beating um, 
Valisi Lomachenko, you could defend the title if you win, you're representing the WBC as the franchise champion. If you lose, it's not a the belt don't transfer over like it's supposed to to the guy who won. You then now have to fight their regular champion in order to win all four belts. I've personally messaged these guys on Twitter and on email the WBA and WBC to ask why they do this and to make more sense of the rules. It doesn't make sense. It's a confusing episode, guys. I know. I know there's not a lot of boxing fans, but you have to hear the bullshit anyway. (laughs) Because the WBA and WBC do this in order to make more money. Fighters, when they win belts, have to pay to get their fight sanctioned when they have a belt. So a fighter or a promoter would have to pay to defend the belt that they won already. So the WBA and WBC said, hey, let's create an extra world champion so we could get an extra sanctioning fee. But all it does is cause confusion. You already have four world champions to one division. Why are two out of the four organizations creating multiple world champions in one division? It's beyond me. Hopefully you guys were able to stay with that, and I'll do a quick recap of it. Again, the WBA and WBC create labels to their world champions in order to create more sanctioning fee world champions. So though we have a real world champion, they'll create a label called the regular world champion. Again, at 147 is Ugas. I cannot pronounce his first name. (laughs) It's Ugas for the WBA. At 135, it's Devin Haney with the WBC. Though Tofimo Lopez beat the WBC's champion, the WBC said, hey, no, you're you're not our champion. Devin Haney is. Because we gave Lomachenko an exclusive franchise tag. It is the most ridiculous shit I ever heard in my life. It's like you winning the lotto <laughs> and and the lotto saying, hey, we can't give you all of the money because we already designated a person we're going to give a portion of this money to. You win $100,000 and they say, hey, no, we're going to give 25000 to a person we decided to designate it to. And you got to just deal with it. It's nonsense. It's nonsense. And it's confusing. I know, guys. Please hit me up. We could talk about it more. Talk about the Conor McGregor fight. We could talk about um, up-and-coming boxing matches. We could talk about the Super Bowl. Again, I haven't really watched the NFL this year. And even with the NBA, I haven't watched it. I'm happy the Knicks are doing a lot better than they normally would do. But I'm pissed that Brooklyn is doing what they're doing. <laughs> so we could hit, you can hit me up and talk about that. I, I know I missed the episode last week. I really didn't have nothing to talk about other than the boxing world championships. But it's such a confusing topic. Especially for non-boxing fans. I know they're probably sitting here like, what the hell is this man talking about? But <laughs> it's a travesty to the sport. It's the sport that I love. I grew up watching. 
I watch it to this day and try to follow it as much as possible. But I gave up following the world champions because there's just too many, especially from multiple, from one organization or two organizations that have multiple world titles in one weight class. It's just ridiculous to me. Look it up yourself and see that Anthony Joshua is the heavyweight champion of the world. He has three belts. Tyson Fury has the other one. And with the WBA, there's another world champion who has nothing to do with these two. He's not even in their radar to fight them, but they want that sanctioning fee. But that was the topic about today, guys. Um, I have to think of something for next week. I've been on a My Name is Earl kick lately, rewatching the show, how, realizing how underrated it was. I also want to bring up a topic that... <laughs> That happened this week um, with the Six Degrees of Ebbs podcast. She had a great topic about Blue Eyes Soul. And, man, people's feathers got ruffled when she put Justin Timberlake on her personal list. She's not saying that he's the greatest of all time. Her personal list. People really got upset. They had this old bat on, <laughs> on there going off on, on, on the thing. I'm not going to get too much into it. Definitely go check out um, the Six Degrees of Ebbs podcast page on IG and you can see it for yourself and listen to the episode. It's a great episode and she explains herself well and gets her point across. But this old lady just didn't like it. She didn't like it because Justin Timberlake was on there. It was it was the most controversy that, that was going on on, t- on IG since the Capitol Hill thing happened. But... Um, definitely check that out, guys. And thank you for listening to this episode. It's a confusing episode, I know. Like I said, I've emailed the WBC and the WBA about this to get a better explanation. They refused to respond. I had to go online to um, get an idea of how these rules work. And it's the way I explained it to you. Confusing as hell. But definitely, um, definitely give it a listen. Tell me what you guys think. Contact me. <laughs> if there's something I missed out on, I know there's certain names that I, I butchered. I also know that there's, uh, I should have done my homework better with the regular champions, but I refuse to. I only acknowledge one world title. <laughs> you know, the, the, the lineal title, the ring magazine title is usually the lineal champion. That's what I go by. Guys do deserve their respect if they have these organizations' belts, but not if there's multiple world champions in one division. That makes no sense to me. But as always, guys, like I told you guys earlier, especially for the for, with the Super Bowl coming up and other UFC fights coming up, please check out First Degree Sports on YouTube. Check out Wesley. He he breaks it down for you guys. He gives you a good rundown, a good review. And a good preview, a good preview and a good review of the games, the fights, any event in sports. He he does it. Support this young dude. He he knows what he's talking about. And as always, give a listen to now the most controversial podcast <laughs> going on right now. The Six Degrees of Ebbs. Give that podcast a listen. It's a great podcast. If you actually listen to what she's saying, you would understand what she's saying. <laughs> and she, she hits it. She has a great topic. 
talking about normalizing certain behaviors that are in society not considered normal. Or people have a really rude way of not considered normal. It's a great episode. Please listen to it, guys. As always, thank you guys for listening. This episode is confusing as hell. And I do hope I do get responses asking me to explain it better. I'll try to explain it to you or give you the print or give you the rules to this thing in boxing. And it'll be what it's going to be. But thank you guys for listening as always. And I'll check you guys next time. Thank you. So what did you think of the Life with Louie podcast? I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you, Lord. He closes the show like the champion he is.